Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. You come earlier every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday night you come earlier, Anne. You just can't wait to I think have my it husband finish. would disagree, but we've gone really into the gutter straight away. <laughs> Everyone, welcome to Spooky Sundays. Welcome para stalkers, para fiends, para lurkers, and our Grand Poobah Patreon supporters. Thank you for being here this evening. We have got a jam-packed show yet again full of spooky monsters. Uh, Renata, yeah, she's madly texting. We've um, got... Um, yeah, yeah. Se- just sending um, information for everyone who oh. would like to send in a message tonight, a message of love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, okay. or, or just your questions, whatever. Just just engage with us. Yeah, please, please entertain us. Please. Uh, and look, we've got uh, myself, Anne Rekovich, paranormal investigator, owner of Oz. Paratech, Australia's largest online paranormal equipment store. We've got Renata Daniel here, who is a psychic medium extraordinaire, owns the multi-award winning Newcastle Ghost Tours, and our special guest today, I like to refer to her as Jenny Benny. <laughs> so we've got Jen for all the way from Sydney. In actual fact, she flew back from the UK only two weeks ago, where she spent 10 weeks almost attending spiritual things and what else can we do in Jenny? <laughs> Talk into the microphone. Don't lean away from it, love. I was laughing. Um, just doing spiritual workshops, seances, um, healings. Yep. Going now, to different expos. See this big black thing here? I know it's startling You've you got to put your mouth onto it so that it doesn't like that. me. No, so that people can hear you. You can drag it a bit closer to you. I Is figure it? because I'm loud. No, you're not that loud. Okay, there we go. <laughs> can you hear Jenny, everyone? Um, so, yes, now Jenny's a very experienced uh, physical medium circle leader. Person. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Know what physical mediumship is? What is it, Jenny? Physical mediumship for all you mental mediums out there, there's no comparison. So, physical mediumship is actually where the medium is goes into trance, and depending on the type of medium you are, your body can either produce ectoplasm or the spirit world can create what we call photoplasm. And other plasms, but we won't go there yet. So many plasms did you oh, have? It's plasms galore. There was one special yeah. one that you were hoping not to create, but oh. you can't. <laughs> That's my curse. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, it's where the spirit world physically interacts with our world here. So that veil between both worlds basically is lifted for that moment during that physical seance. It's so cool. 
and there's so few mediums around the world now that can actually produce that phenomena. Yeah, no, that's true. And a, a lot of mediums don't want to come out publicly because of the spiritual movement as well. So They're not so they, spiritual they, they, movement. No, sometimes it's more like the spiritless movement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, we're going to hear more about that. But if you've got questions about that sort of thing, now is the time to text it through to 0490 That's 490 We will wait with bated breath. <laughs> Renata, do you have some paranormal news for us today, tonight? Yes. Uh, there is a picture that I posted earlier on the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook group of this lovely couple sitting in front of this beautiful home with their two dogs, and they look very, very happy. And this is the couple that are turning a mortuary into a home, and they even found a creepy hidden room where bodies used to be embalmed. Now, for us, that would be whoopee. Let's, let's make a seance room out of that. That sounds like haunting in Connecticut. <laughs> Is that what it is? No, it's not. Oh, okay. No, it's not. So Casey and Andrew Olag bought the 98-year-old home just over a year ago and have been busy taking out the creepy original features. And they thought they'd make some money off of it, of course. As the couple do. have been chronicling their new home in Tracy, California, in a series of TikTok videos. So the videos are posted on at this old mortuary. So that's at this old mortuary. So you can go and um, follow them on TikTok. And it details everything from the history of the home to the unusual features they've come across. So perhaps the weirdest part of the new house is an eerie room in the basement, of course, where bodies were embalmed. The couple uncovered a drain in the floor leading directly to a sewer with hooks. Doesn't this sound like um, the Connecticut story? It does sound very similar. Mm, Yes. To uh, watch for the next episode when they decide that it's there's going to be a poltergeist there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, to add to the creepiness, the room ceiling had hooks that would have been used for hanging bodies to be embalmed. What? They had hooks to hang the bodies on. Uh, don't ask me. Are I, you sure it wasn't an know. adult swing I, I they'd hooked know. up to that? I don't know. The house has sent shivers down the spine of TikTok users with one commenting, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope this doesn't cause you to start having paranormal activity. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Guess what? I can see it happening. Another said, I couldn't live there. I don't care how long ago it was. I'd be too scared. The couple are originally from San Francisco, but found themselves unable to afford a home there. It was only until they were a few days from completing the sale of the house that they realised it was a former mortuary. Oh, come on. Come on. It would have been in the paperwork. Like the Snedekers who said, oh, we didn't know that it was a, a funeral home, but there was a sign on the wall. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, the, but despite its unusual past, they still decided to go forward with the purchase. The house that they bought comes complete with extra windows in certain parts of it, where a viewing room for relatives to see bodies would have been. And they think that their dining room is where one of the viewing parlours would have been. The former funeral home was constructed in 1923 and served as a mortuary for a few years until the business was moved next door. Oh, well, it's, it's still next door. The couple believe no cremations to took place on this site and there were no refrigerators for bodies. Oh, God. no. Oh, there was, however, a dumbwaiter in the house that was oh, that's used not a nice thing to, say to, them. to transport bodies. So, um, as I said, if you want to follow these people... And I'm going to. I'm going to yeah, I'm uh, on TikTok. Oh, I love TikTok. Uh, the site <laughs> is called This Old Mortuary. So there you go. 
And Jenny's still yet to learn the etiquette of um, whose phone is going. I can hear someone's phone. <laughs> Oh, okay. God, she's trying to do everything. God yeah. love you, Jenny. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not on my phone. <laughs> and then I muted it and yep. unmuted it. Right, okay. All right. Stupid phone. Well, I've put you back on now. I had to turn That's your microphone fine. off. That's good. Um, you just can't get good, uh, <laughs> good help, help these days. Good, good special guests anymore, can you? You're no. fine. I just can't see what the people are writing. That's so. okay. They, most of them understand that, the, that we can't see the comments when yeah. we're live on the phone. Because at the moment we're streaming live to the Anne and Renata hyphen frightfully good Facebook page, uh, but we come off that live feed at quarter past. And sorry, Renata, you've got another story there, don't you? I don't know whether I'll fit it in. Can you squeeze yeah, it? Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Whip it uh, out quick. So this this is um, from a place uh, that is in the news overseas. I don't know whether we can get this here, but it's it says, I'm a celebrity castle is is a hotbed for evil spirits and one contestant is most at risk of getting haunted, says Ghost Hunter. So this was written by Josh Saunders and it's actually totally, absolutely up to date. When it comes to bone-chilling trials... I'm a celebrity contestants might be expecting bug eating and high wire walks, but now they've been warned to also expect a visit from otherworldly spirits. Yes, Ghost, I'm in. Ghost hunter Nick Stepani, aged 40, has said that Gritch Castle, Wales, is a hotbed for ghoulish activity due to witchcraft sacrifices and the dark arts being carried out there. <laughs> Nick Stepani claimed spirits made him feel sick and heard, and he heard mysterious noises at the haunted grounds near Abigail, Wales. Uh, and that is where I Am a Celebrity is being held for the second year running. The dad from Brackley, Northamptonshire, has been investigating all things paranormal for nearly two decades and has appeared on several online shows. He's hoping contestants will get a fright in the castle after experiencing some chilling things himself during a paranormal investigation in 2017. During the trip, Nick felt extremely sick while using a Ouija board and also claimed spirits answered his questions with a series of tapping sounds. He's not the only one to believe it's haunted. Kerry Katona fled in terror after hearing chilling voices yell, get out, during a TV show earlier this year. During the last season of I'm a Celebrity, some crew members refused to work at night after seeing shadowy figures and hearing horrifying noises. Locals also claim to have seen haunting figures, including a poltergeist butler, a malicious countess dubbed the lady in white and a young servant girl. Nick told the son, I'd love for there to be a paranormal experience on I'm a Celebrity. It's a haunted place. I believe people with bad intentions have practiced witchcraft and the dark arts there. Things like sacrifices and spells. That's, yes, I am rolling my eyes That's two interesting dramatically. things to put together in one sentence. Never mind, sacrifices and spells. What about the sacrificial children? No, don't, don't forget the, the children. <laughs> oh, I believe it because I felt very queasy and sick while we were using a Ouija board in one part of the castle. <laughs> God help us. Whenever I feel I've, uh, like I physically want to throw up during a paranormal investigation, it's because the location has some link to witchcraft or the dark arts. What a lot... Lot a load of rubbish. On, oh, one of my colleagues was also in on the investigation. Had an overwhelming sense of there being witches or witchcraft there too. 
How I'm, would he know? Can I just? How would he know? Can I ask our people that are listening at home? What are the dark arts? Don't put it into the Facebook message. Text us. What is the dark arts in your eyes? Text it to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and I might even have a prize for someone who entertains me the most. <laughs> When people talk about dark arts, I just see Harry Potter, Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me carry on. When oh, sorry. It, when it comes uh, to how the I'm a Celebrity Stars will fare, Nick has his eyes on one in particular. I'm hoping the contestants will experience something too, but you can never predict things with the paranormal world. Something could happen on the opening night of I'm a Celebrity that absolutely freaks them all out, or it could be peaceful. If I could ask a spirit to affect anyone, it would be Richard Madeley. I think he would react to it well and would take the mickey. Uh, now, Nick, who works as an entertainer, spent six hours at the supposedly haunted castle, which was built between 1812 and 1822. Uh, Nick is a massive fan of I'm a Celebrity and watches every year, longs for nothing more than a paranormal experience to be filmed during the show. But like many times in his near 20 years investigating ghosts and spirits, he insists the paranormal world is extremely unpredictable. Yeah, but you know what witches and witchcraft smell like, don't you? Matey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, during the days when you feel sluggish, depressed or down in the dumps, that's when the negative spirits can latch on. <gasps> it can happen when you're vulnerable, weak and off guard, especially so fingers crossed the celebrities are a happy bunch. Out of the full cast, which includes TV presenters, sports stars, mus- musicians and more, Nick has a bad prediction of one of the TV show's DJs. I, if I had to guess, apart from Richard, I'd say Naughty Boy. Could have a paranormal experience. I, I bet he might could. Have some sort of experience. Might not be paranormal. Uh, yes, that was ectoplasm. I promise. Nick, he didn't see it. It's paranormal. <laughs> Nick believes there was a spike in paranormal activity during lockdown since people started working from home due to everyone being more observant. Uh, Nick believes our interest in the paranormal world is on the rise too, as he and some ghost hunting pals broke a Guinness World Record for most viewers for a seance live stream on Facebook. They can't beat ours. We've had 60. They had 9,000 viewers. (gasps) What? 9,000 viewers. We're doing it all wrong, Renata. We need to spice it up. I know. We've got to go to a song. Come on, quick. Okay, all right. Well, that's it. That's it. All right. Thank you for the story. Great. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. I've got a weird story for you tonight. And those that were watching on... uh, on the live page, the Newcastle Live radio page, I put up some pictures of some nappies and said, I've got a weird ghost story for you. Mm. So this actually comes from the magazine called Haunted. uh, And I'm just trying to see which issue it was, issue 29. And the story is written by a lovely lady called Nikki Allen. And this is about a personal experience she had with a call out to someone who had a ghostly problem. Now, also, apparently you can't read all of this because it is just X-rated. No, that's a different story. Oh, that's a, a different story. Right? No, no, this one's not this one. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about nappies, Renata. There's nothing X-rated <laughs> about nappies. It's kind of dead in that area. I thought you were going to tell me it was copyright or something. I couldn't read it out. I'm acknowledging the author. I'm acknowledging where it's coming from. She may have made the nappy. <laughs> 
Oh my god! All right. So this this lovely lady had a, a young woman called Mel Callhern. Apparently, she was just beside herself because she thought she was going mad because she kept finding nappies on the landing of her house. So that's where the doorstep, that's where you walk into the house. Uh, luckily, the nappies were not filled. <laughs> they were fresh nappies, so thank you. She had no idea where they were coming from and kept insisting that it was something paranormal. She was terrified that some sort of presence was in the house and that her newborn baby was vulnerable. Mm. So we've got a newborn, but uh, maybe it's just a neighbour dropping off nappies. Who knows? Where was it at? Uh, this is England. So ah, it's a letterbox thing at the door. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, it's on the landing. Inside. All right. So I have... <coughs> Mystery <Sorry>. solved. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Can I tell my story? You're not coming back. Um, I have to say that the she said she was very sceptical and she's never heard of anything like that. So she dug a little bit deeper to find out what was happening. She agreed to attend the house, which was a nice modern house on a private estate. The energy felt really nice as she she walked into the house. She couldn't feel anything nasty. The place was clean as a whistle and felt bright and airy. Uh, Mel showed her the photographs of the nappies uh, that had been appearing since the newborn baby had uh, arrived um, it, interestingly it was not the same brand that she was using for the baby and the size of the nappy was for a two year old so it's not even like a kindly neighbour trying to drop off some, Jenny's got the giggles she's just having, she's just entertaining herself over in the corner, good on you Jen um, but uh, they, they said there's nobody else that had keys to get into the house, so they couldn't work out why. Oh, is the landing inside or outside mm, the house? Inside. Okay. Um, she also asked, was there any significant people that had passed over lately? And she said no. Um, couldn't work it out. Didn't feel bad. The nappies would arrive on random uh, on the the landing at random times and random dates. There was no pattern. Now Mel seemed to be a very balanced and lovely person, but started to get really anxious as soon as you brought up the nappy subject. Uh, her partner came home, and again he seemed to be a, lot, a nice guy as well, and just as confused. So why on earth were these nappies being apported by spirit people into the house? So that's a big leap there, wasn't it? It is. Ah, so th- what do you do when this is happening? What what do we go and do straight away? Smudge the house. Yes, of course. Okay, so she gave the house a good cleanse, gave it a good smudge and told the couple to contact her if there's any more problems. Now, she never expected to hear from them again, but they did... They did call back. Mm-mm. And oh, how the spirit world must have been laughing, she said. Mm-mm. It was only about a week later they got another call from Mel stating that just walked up the stairs and there was a nappy sting on the landing. Luckily, she didn't live too far away from Mel, so she raced to her house to determine what was going on, if she could sense the energy since it had just happened. She said she walked straight up there and into the house, into the stairs, ouch, now, uh, to sense if she could see some sort of spirit energy. As I stood on the landing, I saw a flicker of movement to my left, which was the bathroom door. I used my peripheral vision... <laughs> <laughs> And there, as plain as day, was a little boy's face peeking around the door at mine. Within a second, he was gone. Now, the investigator ran to the bathroom. She could feel the residual energy of the child spirit, of the manifestations, and the chills and that delicious electrical current that was running through your body. She closed her eyes and straight away could see this little boy in her mind's eye. 
Uh, she said that she knew he was two years old and saw the name Matthew written in my head. I felt, though, that he did not die at two years old. His energy was light. Uh, so that he's, she felt that his body had never been on the earthly plane. So Mel came up the stairs and stood staring at her as she opened up her eyes, and the investigator said to her, if I was to say the name Matthew to you, would you understand? And guess what? What? Mel dissolved into tears. <laughs> oh, my God, you've got to be joking. <gasps> No, hun, he is about two years old. Who is he? Then she started to bawl and sat down. She went on to explain that she had been pregnant before her current baby and had given birth to him at seven months as his heart had stopped. They had decided to call him Matthew. So though uh, she thought that as he hasn't existed on this earthly plane that it wasn't a relevant person that could have passed over. This could have saved me a lot of time. Cranky investigator. Hmm. I think the investigator needs to be a little bit nicer. Um, As soon as she started to talk about the baby, I could feel his presence and knew that he had started to manifest in the house to look over his baby brother. He stated that... uh, he was also leaving presents for his mum to let her know that he was there. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason the nappies. And uh, the investigator said, I've never heard or witnessed anything so amazing than a spirit boy being able to apport a nappy into the ether. Even now, thinking back on it, I still can't quite get my head around how it was done, but we must never limit our beliefs or thought processes when it comes to the paranormal as anything is possible. So Mel said that after a few months, the nappies totally stopped appearing. She did report, however, that toys would start showing up on their own and she would feel a whooshing breeze around her legs. But now knowing that it's her little brave baby boy that's with her, she feels love towards the spirit who was the big brother looking after the new baby. Oh, what a beautiful Isn't story. Isn't lovely? Aww. That's so awesome. It is. But it was weird nappies being apported. Mm. You could put a different spin on that story, though, mm. really, because residual energy, does, it's not spirit, doesn't create anything. No. It's residual. Yeah, residual so means a, a memory. That's exactly, yeah, and a memory imprint. Yeah. So you could look at it this way, too, as where that mother who'd lost that baby was still grieving, and she had that new baby, her own kinetic energy could have caused that to happen. This is true. She could have created Matthew herself. That's exactly it. And maybe that investigator, the psychic, picked up on the name Matthew. From the mother. Exactly. So (laughs) kinetically, that mother could have done that herself. Yeah, Jenny Benny is a uh, paranormal investigator too, lovelies. (laughs) Yeah, this is what we've been learning with the, the parapsychology courses. Yeah, not everything is... It's not dead people. Yeah, poor dead people get blamed for it. Oh, I know. Spiritual bypassing. I'm going to read out some of these answers now. Uh, we've got some crackers in here. I did ask uh, what are the dark arts mm-hmm. that people keep referring to. Mm-hmm. So it's um, Now, we do have a hello from Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Dark arts is a YouTuber called Carl from the, from the UK. <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably is. Um, Jock has said that the dark arts are easily explained as paintings in all shades of black and black only. <laughs> I like that. I do too. I do, yeah. Um, Joe, oh, Joe said devil worshipping or an art gallery with no lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we also have another listener here who uh, said that it is an art gallery at midnight. <laughs> Mel, thank you for joining us all the way from the snowy mountains. Surely the dark arts involve Zach Baggins and Voldemort in a dark <laughs> alley somewhere. Uh, dark art, generally speaking, can be a form of black magic. It is performed to cause harm, take control, manipulate or gain an advantage over another person person or situation, but dark arts can also represent art, where the artist portrays their thoughts in a very mysterious way and occasionally combining surrealistic elements, horrible acts and macabre scenes make us stop and think. Lots of dark, moody colours. Wow, that was a great explanation. Mm. And Deborah Ann said... um, what is it with the spirits peeking around corners all the time? <laughs> uh, now, we've got a question for Jenny here. So, is the spirit possessing you? Is it the same thing happening when somebody gets physically affected, like feeling ill, headaches and scratches? This is about okay, physical Okay, firstly, let me talk about the feeling ill, Okay. We always hear people saying, oh, I felt so sick, I had to leave the room, they were trying to take my body over. Boom, boom, wrong. Uh Okay, what it actually is, you need to think about it. Us in a physical body and spirit, we resonate and vibrate at different frequencies. Ours is much lower. Spirits is much higher. So when you start feeling sick or uneasy... That is the way their energy is affecting you. It has nothing to do with possession. It has nothing to do with them trying to take you over. As far as trance goes and physical mediumship, possession, look, it's Hollywood stuff. It's something that's been drummed into you through religion. It's It's a very evocative word. It is. It's fear-based. Trance has got nothing to do with possession. Physical mediumship has nothing to do with possession. It's permission. Yeah. You're allowing spirit to use you as a vessel, not take you as a vessel. Mm -hmm. That's the difference, isn't it? That's exactly it. Without permission. And I just think so many people are just so ill-informed and uneducated about it. Not you, Deborah Ann. That was a good question. (laughs) No, no, no. It was a totally good question because this is everything I've actually learned from the spirit communicators. I'm not that clever, trust me. No, she's not. So (laughs) everything I've learned over the years for them has explained so much for me. And it's just not that explanation. I've actually experienced it. So everything I get to talk about, it's based on my experience. I was present. I was involved. It's not second-hand information. It's not third-hand information. I've dragged Anne and Renata along with me just for the fun of it. Um, if I remember correctly, I dragged you along you the did, first the time. First <laughs> no, I had a massive fear of the dark. Seriously, even as a paranormal investigator... I had a torch down my bra 24-7. <laughs> you should see what's down at bottom there. She carries everything but the sink down there. <laughs> no, but, I mean, the more you get out there and experience what is available, 
the less you listen to the opinions of others and stay in your own flow and stay true to your own experiences, the more you will have a deeper understanding on what actually is that veil between both worlds. And really, it's so minute. Do you remember that um, paranormal expo we did, Anne? And you did that talk on that guy. What was the one with the radios? And then we did... Oh, Frank's box. The man with the radios. And then we had that seance. Oh, Spiricon? Spiricon? Was that the one? And then the guy came through at the seance, Clementine, and said... I seen you were talking about me today. Oh, Raudiv. That's him. Raudiv. Yeah. 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 Constantine. Obviously, you know, they were present there watching that. And because there was a physical seance and they had the ability to come through and communicate directly, they chose to talk to Anne about a presentation she did earlier. Was it that day or the day before? I can't remember. Yeah. But it's amazing. But that's another interesting thing too. If that was Constantine Raudive, why didn't he just say, it's me, Constantine, you were talking about well, me today, instead of Clementine? Well, he said he's now known as Clementine mm-hmm. because what we've found from communicating with the spirit world, those famous mediums or physical mediums that have passed over, everybody claims them as a part of their spirit team these days. <laughs> You find mediums. Just like they're Cleopatra in a different life. No, totally. Oh, I've got, you know, Bob Hope or Elvis Presley or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. And so they never go by their real names. And a majority of them that do come through and communicate still have loved ones here. And they say that. Mm-hmm. So I w- they choose a name to be known as. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like one of it, the also, fiz- it also shows a lack of ego on the other side. To, and that's what they talk about. Our ego is our biggest block. Mm. And uh, you can start with the, the greatest gift, but your ego can come in and totally wipe it out. Mm. It's, it's a hard thing to try and wrap your head around because people have difficulty, um, and we, we know they do because we get into the same spot, of actually raising our vibrations from a very low mm. place to a, a high place yeah. where we can actually start to be positive about our lives and uh, look at and find the positive things in life rather than being you know, in that low, low vibration of anxiety, stress uh, and emotional you know, and harmony. Harmony is just so imperative to any circle that's mm. sitting, because if you if you don't resonate and you don't have that vibration, and you don't have that harmony, it's never going to take off in the direction that the spirit world want to take it off in. Not you. Well, they're as too a busy medium. fighting through all the crap that they've got to that's deal with it. to to mm. be able that's to work. Exactly it. And you may want to go out there and be. I don't know, physical meeting, you might want to do materialisation. Mm-hmm. Spirit may have other plans, but because you are focusing on that area you desire, you're blocking your own ability or where you're meant to be. Mm. Joe has sent us a message saying, I like Jenny Benny. Straight up, no poop. <laughs> she didn't use the word poop, I'm, but that's okay. I'm trying to be a good girl because I'm going to get very naughty after the nine. No, <laughs> the o'clock well, news. <laughs> so many people in the spiritualist movement are so fuzzy-wuzzy and it's just so pretentious. Oh, fluffy fake. bunnies? Yeah. And it doesn't need to be like that. Just be honest. And yeah, well, I just can't deal with fuzzy-wuzzy crap. They're all afraid of upsetting someone and actually saying the truth about things. Yeah. So wrapping it up in cotton wool and putting a ribbon yeah. on it and making it all right. It's like everyone who comes it's in like for... like polishing a turd and sprinkling yeah. glitter on it's, it. It's not nine <laughs> o'clock yet, Anne. <laughs> just, just don't... Said turd. 
Now, we'll see, th- most of the people that do have negative comments about anything to do with spiritualism or physical mediumship or even paranormal investigation have never really gone in there to do it with the intention to find the truth. There's always been a hidden agenda behind it or they've always anticipated the outcome they wanted prior to going in. Mm. So therefore, how can you get an honest interpretation of what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I always say there's such a fine line between cynicism and scepticism and they blur it. So, you know, just accept it for what it is. Base things on your own experiences. Don't be bullied into agreeing with other people if you don't agree with them just because of peer pressure. And you will find your own truth and you'll have your own experience. And trust me, there's such amazing things out there to experience. And I feel so blessed that in this lifetime, I have got to experience things that I know 90% of the population will never, ever get to experience. Yeah. And that gives you the type of faith that nobody can take from you because you're owning it, you're there, you've experienced it, and you were a part of it. Mm. And if anybody tells me that I'm delusional or whatever, you know what, talk to your hand because I really don't care. (laughs) So, yeah, it is what it is. Now, we've got a couple of minutes before we're going to go to the end of the hour. Um, What sort of things have you experienced in the seance, in a physical seance? What have you seen or felt? Oh, look, I've had full materialisations come out and actually come up to me face to face where I was too scared to move. Um, I had a spirit communicator. This is when I very first went. It was probably my third seance I went to um, who came through and used um, an ectoplasmic voice box to communicate with me. And she brought through my mother. Now, it's not like mental mediumship, so don't even try and make the comparison with that. Now, this woman brought through my mother, gave me her name. Nobody could have searched for her name because her family called her something different to Mm -hmm. what she was known as, told me my brothers and sisters' names, their dates of birth, told me the day my mother died, where my mother died, how my mother died, told me... That's a lot of information to remember. Exactly. She told me my children's names and my brothers' and sisters' kids' names and they'd all been born after mum passed. And then after that, she brought through a friend of mine who passed away six weeks earlier. Wow. And told me his name and that he just died six weeks ago Mm. and then brought him into the middle of the room. I was standing in the middle of the room and he came up behind me and hugged me and he said to me, I'm so much happier here, JB. And that was what he used to call me. That was his nickname for me. Yeah. And it was just like, blew my mind. I was just hysterical in the middle of this room. And you know the funniest thing? Even at the end of the seance, a spirit communicator that night said, hey, you down the back, are you okay? (laughs) 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 I'm all right, thank you. I've got the guy sitting next to me sleeve wiping my eyes still. (laughs) Um, I'd also just like to quickly announce the winner of the Dark Arts. I'm going to give the winner to Jock Murray. Jock, if you want to send through your address, we will send you off one of our frightfully good calls coffee mugs. Uh, just text it through to the, the phone number there. His answer was the dark arts are easily explained as paintings in all shades of black and only black. I, <laughs> I do like that one. Yeah. I did say one that tickled my fancy and that one did. Yeah. Now, um, have you got an apport? And just quickly, what is an I have got many apports. Um, I've been lucky enough to sit with so many different physical mediums around the world. Mm. The first support medium, I was in Germany and we were sitting in a basement doing a seance. 
the only house that never got bombed in the Second World War. Wow. That just blew my mind, the history of it. And that was, I couldn't believe what was happening. And, you know, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And I can remember one of them, he was in trance and he was doing something with his hands and his hands were covered with ectoplasm. And you could see the fog. And this isn't like a red light. Yeah, in red light. <laughs> you could see the fog building up around his hands. And then all of a sudden, this massive, like, the only way to explain it is like a thunderstorm cloud and the lightning goes off in it. And this big stone just fell from the air. I remember seeing that. That happened at one UE. Yes. Well, I had that happen in Germany. Wow. And it was just the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. I'm going to now regale you with a story from Australia and one of the most haunted towns that we have, and it is Picton. But um, Picton's changed. All right. It's even changed since this story was written because when this story was written, there were far more places that were available for ghost hunting. Um, now a lot of them have, again, closed down and aren't available. But let's read this little story here because there's one certain place in Picton that we all know about and you've either been there or you wish you could go, but I don't think it's available anymore either. Now, every town has its ghost stories and haunted spots. Picton is a little different. This town has more apparent haunted areas than anywhere else that you would have ever known. So most people seek places like this out, but Picton is really unavoidable. Picton is one of the most haunted towns in Australia, and this isn't a self-proclaimed title either. Picton has earned that title. A ghost story sticks out in almost every corner of the town. Now, we've been to Picton very, very, like a very short fly-through visit. We did. And yeah. we know people who are around It's a beautiful Picton little town. Yeah. yeah. I'm is. only about an hour away from Picton. I went yeah. to the yeah. aqueducts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, down there. Yeah. I think yeah. it was with my husband on a rare trip that we went off together without Renata. Mm. No menage a trois that weekend. <laughs> it is after nine. Jenny's trying to scrub her brain oh. clean. <laughs> so I can't you, even see it. Europeans first floored. No, I'm blind to that either. <laughs> uh, Europeans first explored the area in 1798, although legal settlement didn't occur until 1821. This is in the very, very early days of the settlement of Australia by white people. Government Macquarie, uh, Governor Macquarie authorised the building of the new uh, Great South Road between Sydney and the Southern Highlands in 1819, and this opened up Picton to new settlers. Further development occurred in 1863 when the railway arrived, and the town was originally called Stone Quarry. Up until 1841, isn't it great that it changed and it was renamed to Picton in 1845. Now, Picton became an important stopping point along the Great South Road and this eventually became the Hume Highway and the, down, the town was bypassed in 1980. And it does, it, it is really one of these towns that kind of has been circumnavigated um, by civilization. Yeah. <laughs> and it just sort of sits in its little little bubble. 
which probably the people have picked and say that's a really good thing. So stories of paranormal activity abound in the township of Picton, but the old Picton Tunnel, built in 1867, originally known as the Red Bank Range Railway Tunnel, seems to be the focus of activity. And this tunnel was apparently used to store mustard gas spray tanks and ammunition during World War II, And it was also used as a mushroom farm and is still known today as the Mushroom Tunnel by locals. Now, stories of suicide are linked to the tunnel and the tragic railway accident of a woman named Emily Bollard appears to be the basis of the haunted reputation of the tunnel. Apparently, when the tunnel was still in use by the railway, Emily had been walking through it and was killed by an oncoming locomotive. It is unclear whether she deliberately committed suicide or if her death was just an unfortunate accident. The apparition of Emily has been seen in the depths of the tunnel. When she appears, it is as a white flowing figure of a woman with no face. From time to time, black shadows or figures have been seen on the walls throughout the tunnel. And some witnesses have reported white lights hovering above people's heads and figures appearing out of the darkness. Ghostly children have been witnessed and and electrical disturbances have occurred to devices in the tunnel. People have also felt sudden drops in temperature. One story once told by a local details a ghost train that haunts the tunnel. He said he and his non-believing uncles toured one of the now defunct tours of Picton. When they reached the tunnel, he said suddenly they noticed the light in the distance. The sound of a steam train overwhelmed the tunnel. He said everyone, including the tour guide, screamed, get up against the walls. Remember, this tunnel has been inactive for almost 50 years at this time. He claims he felt the wind on his face as he closed his eyes and the train passed. So local houses surround St Mark's Cemetery and during the day this place is just like any other cemetery. At night, however, many people have reported paranormal sightings, the main one being of Blanche Moon. What a beautiful name. And an 11-year-old who died in 1886 and who haunts the yard. Blanche was the daughter of Henry and Fanny Moon. (laughs) (laughs) She obviously didn't prepare for that. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, what was her name again? Fanny Moon. Fanny Moon. (laughs) Two bad names. (laughs) (laughs) And the wheezes have begun. (laughs) Her father was thought to have been... The timber worker who may have helped make the railway sleepers, she fell off while playing with the other children in the fall, which led to her death. Oh, my gosh. You know, you know what the uh, the father's name was? <laughs> Richard. Richard Moon. <laughs> Otherwise known as Dick Moon. <laughs> Fanny and Dick. Stop it. In January 2010, a family visiting St Mark's Cemetery in Picton snapped a photo apparently showing the ghosts of two children who died almost 60 years apart. I do have this photo. The photo appeared in major newspapers. Hold it up to the microphone so everyone can see it, Renata. <laughs> can you see it? Is the it children were believed to be Blanche Moon and David Shaw. <laughs> That's son, White Moon, Blanche? White the son moon? of a minister who died in 1946 from polio. The family claimed that there were no children in the cemetery at the time the photo was taken and that the figures of the two were only noticed when the pictures were downloaded to a computer. And this picture is quite remarkable, actually. Uh, if you pu- if you just Google famous photo of children in Picton Cemetery, it'll actually come up. 
Um, we've actually got a note here from Joe. said it wasn't a suicide. She used the tunnel as a shortcut to visit her brother's farm. Ooh. Yeah, but there were people who hung themselves in that tunnel. Ah, uh, they've got yeah. both. So there are other places in Picton rumoured to be haunted. You have the Razorback Inn. The inn is the subject of many spooky stories and the home of a very noisy ghost, although now the Razorback Inn is just a bakery, so I've heard. The Imperial Hotel. Many staff report the feeling of someone following them through several parts of the building. At times, the jukebox begins to play, even though it is not connected to power. Robert said it's a cute photo. We enjoyed that through the microphone. Thank you, Robert. Wendover House, built in 1880 by John Wright McGuigan, a former resident, claims to have been visited several times by the ghost of McGuigan, whom he recognised from an old photograph. Now, there's also a maternity hospital there, the sound of crying babies and the ghost of an unpleasant matron. There's always an unpleasant matron have been seen by residents. Others claim to have been woken up in the middle of the night by invisible hands wrapped around their throats. Ooh. I've had that experience. <laughs> yeah, she'd been there, done that. There's also one... If only she'd talk into the microphone. <laughs> she got her ear up to it at the moment. Wallandilly Shire Hall. The hall is reported to be haunted by three ghosts, a bearded man wearing a hat and a suit, a small mischievous boy and a little girl who is most often heard rather than seen. Stone Quarry Viaduct. Over the years, many people have drowned that's where I went. In the creek, locals have heard ghoulish sounds of people swimming and splashing in the creek. How, how can people swimming and splashing in the creek be ghoulish? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> they look like golem. <laughs> golem, golem. <laughs> My precious. Emmett Cottages, the ghost of a woman is seen in the window of the building and shop owners often find their displays have been moved overnight. And Queen Victoria Hospital... Buzzers are still going off, even though they have been disconnected for years. And any nurse who has worked in that building has a story from children crying and singing to shadowy figures, footsteps and extreme cold, sickening feelings in certain sections. Mm-hmm. Right. Sounds like a place we need to go visit. And it's really good. Well, now we've got some comments here. Let me just get back up to Jo. She had one before that. I love investigating the paranormal, but I don't like the dark. And if someone jumps in fright, I'll jump higher. But I love the adrenaline rush. Is this unusual? Mm-mm-mm. Some people thrive on that. Torch in bra, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm no good with dark places because my sight is pretty bad at night um, and I like to see where I'm going. I'm just trying to get back to the other one. And Deborah said... Um, uh, this is just an example that when someone passes and the family member says, what a shame Uncle Bob never got to see Sally get her award, I've always thought, but he does know. How could he not? Are our loved ones there with us for those important moments, do you reckon? Hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, once again, is it a creation of our mind where we project them to being there and that makes us feel better? And if so, what's wrong with that? Mm. No, look, I think from my experience, just because they've passed doesn't mean they're not around. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, to me it's quite feasible. Yeah. It's just like when I'm up to something not too good, it's like, Mum, go to the next room and do that. <laughs> like, like when Jenny's trying to pick up. <laughs> it is that time of the night again when we talk about trash or treasure. <laughs> 
<laughs> One day I'll bring in some treasure, why not? Uh, look, now, I just want to give a warning before I start this one. This is a uh, segment that is not for those under the age of 18. Please, if there are kiddies listening, you need to put your fingers in your ears right now because I'm going to be talking dirty words, <laughs> dirty things. Um, now, the reason why we do this is to highlight to you Things that are sold on eBay and Etsy that claim to be paranormal or some sort of spell or something. And just to give you an idea of whether we think this is trash or treasure. So I found this one and it came flying at me with a rather confronting picture, which I could not (laughs) even put up onto the Facebook group page. Um, And it's called Extreme Sex Spell Mm. to be found on Etsy. But they will look after you in every economic bracket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have the low budget spell, the Mm. normal sex spell. What page was that on? (laughs) (laughs) The extreme sex spell and the demonic sex spell. Now, the low budget is only $48.16. It's a bargain. Your normal normal one is $100. The extreme sex spell is $166 and the demonic sex spell is $315. But I think you need to be rather experienced in life to handle that that one. I have to travel further. <laughs> um, so you'll be pleased to know they do have a description of each of these for you so you oh. know what you get for your money. I can't wait. <laughs> Which is why I suggested that we don't let the kiddies <laughs> listen at this stage. And Jenny, you may need to explain to Renata what some of these things are. Uh, I right. want them on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> the low budget sex spell. Your sex life will receive greater harmony and you will make things work better in your relationship. Nothing special, but useful for those who have problems in relationships. Oh, that's boring. That yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, if you're going to pay money out, you might as well pay a little you bit more. You want to go all out. Get a bit of razzle-dazzle, yeah. huh? Right? Okay, let's go for the normal sex spell. Your sex life will receive greater satisfaction and will last longer than usual. You'll get an extra 30 seconds, ladies. <laughs> oh, that's still for the amateurs. <laughs> Sex with your partner will be two times better and will last longer. The spell can also manipulate the person you want to have a relationship with and he or she will want you more and more every day. Oh, Depends on how double so up. Yeah, it could be five problems. minutes. Yeah. That could lead to problems. Yeah, we don't like things that forces someone or manipulate yeah. someone. No. So we're going to cross that one off. No. I'm sorry, it's yeah. going. Yep. Let's Bad go. juju, that we're one. Up, we're up to the $166 one now, which is the extreme sex spell. Mm-hmm. Prime package. This rare, powerful spell is one of the powerful techniques utilised by the Egyptians, there you go, Christy, in antiquity to bless them and endow them with extreme intense energy and sexual manipulation over everybody on the face of the earth. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, you get your money's worth. 166 I'm thinking I've got that already. (laughs) (laughs) You will wake up the darkest and most powerful passions and lusts upon your man or woman each day of your life. For the execution of this dark spell, you may select one man or one woman or several who will desperately need to fulfill you with intense intercourse. (laughs) We're going to giggle, aren't we? This powerful sexual spell also works for you. It can work in both directions. 
What? Huh? Huh? I have visions of the demonic following me around. Like, oh, we haven't even got to the demonic yet. This I'm, is just the extreme. I don't need to pay for to pick the bad ones. Okay, this this powerful sexual spell also works for you, uh, both directions. Yes, you, so you'll have more desire and sexual strength with your partner or multiple partners. Obviously, wow, they're trying to like capture a... the under-20s market. Because, <sighs> I'm thinking yeah. it's more like a fitness program. <laughs> I can see myself getting a cramp. <laughs> oh. Now, I, I have to say to you, there, there was one part of this, I, I, I just cannot read it out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, we're up to the demonic sex spell. Okay, okay. Here we go. The succubus deity below the command of Lilith, (laughs) an incubus will come up with all the sexual power accumulated and provide you with the ultimate satisfaction that a human can experience. So you will experience this sexual fire right away going inside you and a burning pressure. I think you can get a cream for that. A burning... (laughs) I'm thinking you could go to ancient ram in and get free. <laughs> Burning feeling of pressure will unfold over you as Renata's just shaking her head. She's oh, no. gone. She's didn't forget to lose no, the show over this. <laughs> um, hang on, where am I up to there? A sexual activity that cannot be done on this earth. This strong sexual desire comes from other dimensions and other realms which you will be able to experience here on earth with your physical body. Does that mean that ETs are going to join in? <laughs> Everybody. You've got everything you can think of for this one. Yep, yep. So they will now no longer be capable of withstanding or behaving normally. If you stay away from them, they will have sexual dreams and fantasies that will drive them crazy. And sexual positions or dark fantasies you want with them from now on will happen and they are under your carnal influence. Oh my God. I didn't read all of this. (laughs) I've got a bad back listening to this. Maybe I should have read through this before. They will see you as the most beautiful, sexy and attractive person in the world. This powerful sexual spell also works for you. If if you can work in both directions... Huh? <laughs> this is both directions again. Is that male and female? No, or? Yeah, possibly. So you will have more desire and sexual strength with your partner or with multiple partners. You will gain the power of a sexual demon, the taste of your body. Oh, I can't read no, that. No, 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 you can't. No. <laughs> Fluid saliva and even sweat will Might be have food to hook you for up the soul. <laughs> <laughs> the ritual is useful and attract both male and female. Um, even to the most difficult obstacles, it doesn't matter what their orientation is and you can make this attraction lead to many things um see i so, kind of feel that i have the ability to find toxic relationships <laughs> you don't need to pay yeah, 300 dollars no, to do that um, <laughs> i can just if, walk out the door if you want want the sexual intensity to, intensity to be 100 percent plus and the level of perversity to the extreme, I recommend you buy the extreme sex spell or the demonic sex spell. Um, yeah, and it'll be the maximum extreme. Um, Can they guarantee this? <laughs> I'll get down to that part, I think. Right, I can uh, just see have visions of myself walking, holding my hip like, uh, and having a limp. Um, remember that this, these two variants of the spell are only for those powerful enough who are prepared for this type of 
perversity. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it doesn't happen. It's not their fault. Yeah. Your sexual yeah. partner or partners will deal with extreme sexual carnal and energies uh, in the body and they'll be carried away like you can't even imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I can ma- imagine pretty good. Mm. Now, this is there is an example here which I am not going to read out, but it has good. something to do with fluids and no, we'll say... Yeah. Okay, attention. This excessive ritual must be used with respect for others because this spell will manipulate them and they will completely lose control of themselves in the most possible darkest sexual way. Please understand that you have to think if it is moral for what you do with them and if you really want them to have this kind of wild and passionate lust for you. This spell is safe and secure, will not interfere in any way with you or others and will not have bad consequences. That's practical magic. When she kills him and brings him back to life. Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's available on Etsy. Who would have thunk that you could get something like that on Etsy? It's crazy. And some people spend hours actually making beautiful things and selling it for like 10 bucks. Yeah. And this person has just rotted the system by putting this garbage on yeah, but and asking for 300 yeah, It's like... What type of person would read that and think, oh, my God, I want that tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, obviously someone. Yeah. Obviously someone. Because it's like... It would, but I just don't understand why... It's sad for the thinking that that person would pay that money yeah. for. I guess it's like some people go to certain readers all the time and are always throwing money out to be fulfilled for something that they lack. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, all I can say after that is... Trash. <sighs> Yes, trash. trash. I can get trash. that for free. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we need to go, Mamma Mia. Yes, totally. we're heading to a song. We'll yeah. let you think about that. And uh, we will be back with Christy's segment, Spells and Spirits. And now it is time for someone sensible to come on, just for a second. But on I just did show. a segment. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the delightful Christy from Spells and Spirits. Hello, my darling. Hello, thank you for sending me the link to that Etsy shop. I'm going to treat myself for Christmas. Which one are you going to get? Oh, I think I'll just get all of them, you know. (laughs) Work your way through the list. I think the site crashed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, interesting story as well as um, we picked and so little known fact about Fanny Moon, her favourite flower. Lavender. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, no, Jenny, there's a whole story then we'll tell you later. I know. Oh. I know. And oh. no one said penis, so we're on the Thanks for that. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Sunny Moon, interesting that we'll be talking a little bit about Moon tonight. Mm-hmm. So, coming into the silly season, the Christmas season, you know, it's not really until, you know, New Year's Eve where you think, well, I should actually start planning for 2022. So really now is actually a better time before we really go into, you know, full Christmas mode and Mariah Carey's driving so crazy with that stupid <laughs> Christmas song. So <laughs> we're talking diaries. Diaries. 22 diaries. And I had to write 2022 today and it was very strange. Yes. To write that number. But... I've got three diaries out that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Now, two of them are for the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. which is fantastic because most stuff written is for the Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. and we have to start halfway through the book. 
and it's all upside down and, you know, it's talking about fall and pumpkins and things like that. And we're sweating our asses off in summer mm-hmm. and things like that. So the diaries that I've got is the Stacey DeMarco 2022 Lunar and Seasonal Diary. So not just the moon phases, it goes through also the Wheel of the Year um, and all the Sabbaths. But including in this is some beautiful, beautiful um, artworks. And But not only that, her... I guess the way she explains things to understand the wheel of the year Mm -hmm. and after each month as well they've got a beautiful part for really bringing in a spiritual practice on a daily weekly and monthly basis so it's space for you to fill in each month about you know what's bringing you joy what are you devoted to what are you thinking about things like that so really creating 12 months of magic for yourself mm-hmm. but also keep in touch in that spiritual sort of practice as well and Stacey, absolutely beautiful Stacey's um, puts out a new diary every year and she's probably already planning 2023 right now yes. uh, so, so 2022 this is her 13th one mm, yes so oh it's a special one and doing them. Yeah. It, it is they are beautiful beautiful artwork so if anybody's after inspiration then it is a Stacey DeMarco one now what are the other two? I've got a quick the question. I've got a quick question yes. for you, if that's okay. Is it bad luck to write in a diary for the next year before the first of the year? Oh, old wives' tale. So. Superstition. It's all, it's all about planning. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't think yeah. so, Daniela. Um, only because I used to work in the wedding industry and we had to write in the, the next diary yeah. all the time for work. Yeah, be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the next one is the 2022 Witches' Diary. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this one here, Reclaiming the Magic of the Old Ways. So this is a really nice black and white um, diary. So that sort of, you know, real black and white sort of very speaks to me and it's nice, bold sort of things. But including in that is beautiful incantations written, um, herbs, um, witches' familiars, um, the diff- obviously the sabbats are in there and things like that. A little bit of kitchen witchery and ancestry work. So really this one's got a little bit of everything in there. And I'll just read the back of it. A must-have magical tool for anyone who has a love of the natural world and wants to bring the power and magic of the old ways into their everyday lives. Mm. It's it's a, a great little one to inspire you throughout the year to use some magical practices. It's, it is. It's almost like journaling as well. Mm. So a lot of these are encouraging you to write down your thoughts and wishes. And once you put them into writing, you start putting that into action because it reminds you that it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And like I always say, the universe loves nothing more than detailed instructions. Mm. That is true. And the last, yeah, the last one I'm looking at is Moonology. So this one is a worldwide one. So no Sabbaths or anything like that in there. It is just totally moon magic. So if you're a lunar witch, this is the one for you. So it uh, goes through, obviously, when all the new moons are, when all the full moons are. And each week, at the bottom of each week, there's a little task to do. So, again, keeping you in that practice um, of... You know, I guess creating magic through the different phases of the moon mm-hmm. and getting a really deep understanding, I guess, and working with 
the moon and understanding what it means to have a moon in Scorpio or a moon in Aquarius. I've always wondered. How that relates. I have moon in Scorpio. Oh, do you? That, yeah. yes. Okay, there is that tail. Watch out. Oh, I'm using Uranus. Yeah, and again, this is a, a really great diary to plan out a month and understand when you can start to create things and when you can really just leave things alone. Yeah, it's the most auspicious <laughs> time to do things. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So you have all of these in stock right now, Christy, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. And the idea is really if you're wanting a great gift for someone who is into looking at their spirituality a little bit deeper in 2022. And working with the moon. I like the idea of the moon, the moon one. Mm-hmm. I, I love the moon. Do you want to hear some random information? Yeah. You know that symbol that doctors have? They take the Hippocratic the Oath. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think his name was Hippocratic or whatever his name was. Yep. He was actually an astrologer. And his rule was that you never operate on a person when the moon is in the sign that rules that part of the body. So if you had to have, say, head surgery and the moon was in Aries, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't do the surgery because Aries rules the head. Mm -hmm. Most Aries people get head injuries. Mm -hmm. And they actually did a study of unexplained deaths and used that theory. And it actually showed a lot of validity to it. Wow. Yeah. I also heard that um, it's harder It's yep. harder to operate or more difficult to operate because when a moon is full because there's a lot more blood flow. Yeah, but it depends on the part of your body. Say, because moon rules ahead for Aries, mm-hmm. and I think Mercury is the chest, mm-hmm. Gemini, lungs. So if you're going to have chest surgery and the moon was in Gemini, they wouldn't do it mm-hmm. because that's when unexplained deaths happen. Mm. Wow. So it's the influence of the moon over that part of the body. And yeah. we know that the moon does have an influence on the planet because we yeah. just have a look at the tides. No, that's it. I learned mm. that when I did medical astrology. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, wow, how interesting is that? <laughs> but not just, it's Port- not just that. But, you know, like I think people think nowadays, you know, if, you know, we're all, you know, working with the phases of the moon and things like that. And they all think, you know, we're quite being quite woohoo and things like that. But don't forget, Farmer's Almanac, yeah. if you remember Alan Shield, he was all about, you know, and you buy Yates and books and things like that, and all of them has the lunar calendar in there for your planting. Yes. Yeah. Well, you yeah. look at Stonehenge. That was, what, the astrologer's original ephemeris, which showed the shadows of the planets for the seasons. Mm. Um, Portable Tree has said here that there's 25 shopping days left to her birthday. <laughs> uh, so if anyone would like to, to uh, go something? grab that from Spells and Spirits, that's, <laughs> she would appreciate that. Um, I think she wants the witch's diary. diary. <laughs> yeah. So how do we get in contact with you? Yep, so on my website, www.spellsandspirits.com.au or on Facebook, which is just Spells and Spirits, and I post the best memes. Oh, yes, and you they do. Can, they can get it. Good. They can get it in time for Christmas. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I've had people ask me that with Oz Paratech, can they get everything by Christmas? I'm going, well, we use Express Post. It's normally there overnight mm. or, or in a couple Would of days. Would you like another moon tip? Yeah, For give us another one. For all the women who want their hair to grow quick, on a full moon, only cut the tips of your hair. Just the very tip of it, and it actually encourages the hair to grow quicker. Well, and that's a new one. that actually happens too. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Christie. Thank Thank you you so much. We will hear back from you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata.
Welcome back, everyone, for the last few minutes of the show. We hope you have enjoyed it. I think we've ticked most of the boxes. We've been totally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. The P word has been said. Yep. Um, trash and treasure has been atrocious. But I didn't say the word squirt, so no. we did well. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, please don't complain, anyone. Please. Oh, nobody knows like what that was talking about. Lemon juice. Who knows what I was talking about? Look, guys, we also announced our trip to Norfolk Island this week, didn't we? Yeah, but it's sold out now. It's sold out <laughs> in, a, in less than two days. Yes. So we are looking at putting on an extra weekend. Uh, and we've already got two people on the waiting list ready to go. If we can get another six people, we will open up that weekend to uh, the the rest of those who might want to come. So that'd be the yep. 27th to the 30th. Yep. 27, 28, 29. So it's three nights, four days, all car hire, accommodation, ghost tours every night, mm-hmm. um, food, everything. Yes. Yes. Look up the Newcastle. Uh, sorry, what are we on? Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page Anne if you want to join us. It's fun. That is correct. Um, we've also got a uh, Wallenby tour coming up for December. So if you're wanting to go out to Wallenby just before Christmas and do a awesome spooky night out with your friends, that is on Newcastle Ghost Tours and you can certainly book that. We also have a sleepover coming up in Wallenby in January and all the information and is And the place there. we're staying at is air-conditioned. Oh, just saying. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's a bespoke bed and breakfast right in the middle of the township. And we can only have... Ten people. Ten people. So at this stage we have six spots left. Yes. Um, but you have to bring a friend because the only beds we have left are queen beds. So you and a friend have to share it. Mm-hmm. Remember what happens in Wallenby stays in Wallenby. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> once again, we will have ghost hunts on the Friday and the Saturday night. We're going to provide your food. And uh, we're also doing some workshops on your psychic development as a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert, I was talking about Squirtle. That's right, Pokemon Squirtle. <laughs> he I've, understands I've, me. I've got no words. No yeah, words. Robert understands no me. <laughs> now, Robert, dearest Robert is one of our greatest financial supporters that we have. So, Robert, hearts and hugs out to you, my mate. Thank you so much. He also made an interesting comment before, if we've got time to discuss it, is that he can switch off his fear. Now, uh, I do remember listening to a a podcast and reading an article about there is no difference between fear and excitement if you switch the intention in your head. Mm, It's it's a matter of the breath. That's Mm, the only difference mm, between fear and excitement. Yep. When it's fearful, you hold your breath. Yep. So if you just take a moment and you think, oh, my God, that big lion is running towards me, stop for a moment and go, oh, this is really exciting. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's the wrong thing. I'm going to experience what it feels like to be eaten by a lion. Wow. <laughs> this leg. <laughs> Oh, that is just so That's inappropriately. Absolutely not. That's just disgusting. No, um, but yes, you kind of get you, you kind of get it. And look, we deal with fear all the time, and people come in for ghost tours and paranormal experiences expecting fear. They have built themselves up to be fearful. That's what they want, and they're going to attract it. And they're going to attract it. But yeah. they, they may also find that their expectations aren't met. Yeah. Right, as you said, right at the very beginning, Jenny, that. Um, 
they come in with an expectation and if it's not met, they'll go away going, that was crap. Whereas somebody else who didn't have that high of an expectation will walk away going, that was amazing. You Mm -hmm. just walk in being open to an experience. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that makes our job as paranormal investigators difficult because we can't please everyone on every level. We've just got to present it as it is and hope that everyone takes something away from the experience. Yep. Well, become a pirate, face a lion. (laughs) (laughs) Robert. Oh, dear. So it's about time that we finish off for this Well, there is something that we need to do first. Okay, what is that? We have to say thank you to Jenny, Benny. Thank you, Jenny. Not a problem. Thank you so much. We've really enjoyed having you here and your little bits of trivia. My random bits of information. (laughs) Tell me what's, just before we go, because we've got a minute, what's the most amazing thing you have witnessed arrive as an apport? Something that appears out of midair from the spirit world. Oh, a massive statue. A what? A massive statue? Yeah. Like Like, how tall? Probably about that high. So that's that she's about that wide? we're on radio D, you've got to use about sixty centimetres tall. Um, yeah, probably no higher than a ruler. Yeah, no, a yeah. ruler is thirty yeah. centimetres, so double that. Yeah, that that. And it was metal and it was yeah, about thirty centimetres wide. Hey? What was it a statue of? One of those Hindu ornaments. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And who reported that one? Kai. It was Kai. Yeah, that was in England. Wow. Yeah. And I've seen some of the beautiful stones that um, the mm-hmm. core people of the team received yeah, as well. Yeah, I've got an awesome um, activation stone of yeah, Kai. Yeah, that's what they call it. A blue one. Yeah. yeah. That, was, just that like, was amazing. I loved it. just like to say that Renata and I went to many of these seances and we got, got the... Nothing. No, we, we got the... We got the, the, we got the littlest ones. Yeah. But they're amazing within because themselves. Because we're not spiritual. No. <laughs> I look no. spiritual. You'd look at a whole table of these beautiful things and then he'd say, that one there is yours. We go, and and you go, huh? oh, That was me? Michael. Yeah, that was a different meeting. Yeah. I can't see it. So which one is that? Yeah. yeah uh, right. But I think, you know... We won't go to him again. With anything to do with any spiritual work or even ghost hunting or even, you know, physical mediumship or seances or circle sittings, always set your intention for what you want. I want the biggest stone there. (laughs) (laughs) I I want the cash. (laughs) I pour me a water cash. Yeah, Yeah, because like attracts like. And if you're going in there with a negative intention, you're going to attract a negative experience. Mm. Oh, so we shouldn't have said before we went in, I bet you anything we end up with a smaller stone there. (laughs) That's it, see? That's exhibit A. All right, ladies, we have to finish up because the news is coming. We're going to end the night with the evening. Thank you for having me. Take it easy. And... um, Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this uh, Sunday's Spooky Sunday episode and uh, we will be back next Will you come and do it again, Jen? For sure. Excellent. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.